Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 165. 165. 200, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. It's going to be very cool when we reach 200. 200 is a sexy number. Looks sexy, sounds sexy. We're going to spend some solo time together today. We're actually spending a lot of solo time together, which of course I love. I love spending solo time with you. Uh, I do have some guests that are coming up on the podcast. Uh, A big one, Dr. Stacey Sims is coming back in April and we're going to talk about very specific things like creatine, hydration, uh, I won't give it all away, but there's a handful of very specific topics that I want to talk to her about. I also want to talk to her about her current research, what she's working on, what they're finding in the research when it comes to training and female physiology. All right, let's spend some solo time together. Uh, Whack me in your ears. Let's go for a walk uh, or grab a snack, grab a hot drink. And let's talk about elegance. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. chat. So there's a lot of mindset stuff out there. (laughs) Uh, There's so much. Uh, And I want to hopefully give you a little bit of a different spin on stuff to do with the mind. Uh, I do believe if you want to build a successful and sustainable training practice, a strong body, if you want to have energy, get those big, long-lasting results that you want, you need to develop a strong, elegant, prosperous mind. A way of seeing the world and seeing all of this stuff, this training health stuff, that is really built from a place of abundance, generosity, and curiosity. So in theory, it's easy to change our perspective or our beliefs, you know, to shift stories uh, that we tell ourselves. But in practice, it's another thing altogether to do that. 
So I want to talk about the mind and I want to talk about elegance. I want to talk about maintenance, uh, the stories we tell ourselves. You know, we have this limiting narrative and that narrative is, you know, there's not enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough energy. Uh, there's too much information. I don't know the answer. It's really hard. And it's this struggle. And when we don't have enough energy, <laughs> this really is the only narrative that makes sense uh, to tell ourselves to create success, you know, that we need to do more, uh, do more, try harder, push harder. You're not doing enough. Uh, you know, it has to be hard. We have to struggle. And I get it. Yeah, when we're low on energy, that is the story or the narrative that comes through. And, you know, if I'm not getting results, I have to work harder. So I need more, more discipline, more control. Uh, I need to change things. I need to try something new on constantly. So I want you to just look at how you see challenges and obstacles. We're going to do a little bit of an exercise together. Or you could look at your default narrative or your default stories that come up. So when you hit a struggle, when you hit an obstacle or a challenge, how do you see that? And what are some of the stories that come up from that challenge or that obstacle or that struggle? We're doing it together. Grab your notebook or grab your notes section in your phone. Or if you're out on a walk, maybe pause, pause me, <laughs> but come back, uh, pause me. And I really want you to sit into that and really think about it. Okay, so hopefully you've paused. Now let's come back online. And obviously, this is, the, this is the point in time where I would ask you, so what came up for you? Or if we're on a group coaching call, I would get them to pop it in a chat or come on, come on the mic and share with me what came up for you. But this is a one-way conversation, spending time together. So... I'm going to assume that you did pause me and you did really think about that. All right. So when I was at Lululemon, uh, I worked for Lululemon in Australia. And then a little bit when I first moved to Vancouver and Lululemon came up with some very cool concepts or phrases or ideas Uh super creative, really innovative, um, you know, language to Lululemon was really important. And one of the, the things that was really deep, uh, deep in their culture was this idea of above and below the line. So, you know, picturing a line and then 
above that line and below that line. So there is this distinction between above the line thinking and below the line thinking. So when we're above the line, we really come from this place of possibility and curiosity. Uh, There is no judgment. There's no talking behind people's backs. Uh, There is a use of language that's very proactive to solve, you know, the problem that is coming up. So everything is, you know, we're above the line. We're living uh, and acting and communicating from this place of abundance, possibility, curiosity, openness. And then we have below the line. And that's kind of like, you know, the old saying, like hitting someone below the belt (laughs) ain't fun. Uh, So below the line is like fear and scarcity and judgment and comparison and talking behind people's backs. You know, when we're below the line, we're not living from this place of possibility. Uh, We're not being curious. We're being very judgmental, whether that's to ourselves or to others. Uh, We see everything as glass empty. That's kind of how I like to think about it. You know, above the line, we've got that full glass and then below the line, she empty. When we're above the line, the mind has this confidence, this clarity, uh, calmness to it. When we're below the line, there is this drama or chaos or excess that gets created in the mind. And so I want to talk to you about your mindset or having an elegant mind. So I'm obsessed with a couple of different quotes right now. Uh, More so, I'm obsessed with a lady who delivered those quotes to me. I'm reading her book, her autobiography. I'm reading DV by Diana Vreeland. Diana was a French-American fashion columnist and editor. She worked for Harper's Bazaar and Vogue. So she worked for Harper's Bazaar from 1936 to 1962. And then she was editor-in-chief at Vogue from 1963 to 1971. And then later, she actually became a special consultant at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in the costume uh, department of the museum, which is super cool. So this woman, I'm learning, I'm about halfway through her autobiography, and I would say it's probably one of the most exquisite and fun things I have ever read uh, Whoever helped write it for her, I think what they've done is they sat her down and did interviews and then they've just transcribed the interviews and whacked it into a book format. So it is literally like you are sitting in the room listening to her tell you her life story. So What am I learning? I am learning that she was a woman whose passion and genius for style really helped define 
the fashion world that we know today. So I think she worked in, uh, at Harper's Bazaar in Vogue and through the museum. I think it spanned over like 50 years of her life was in the fashion world. She also had this circle of friends and acquaintances, which was the most like eclectic, uh, fun circle that you could think of. So she was friends with like famous artists and princes and movie stars. And she was very good friends with Coco Chanel and the Duke and Duchess of Windsor. And this book is just filled with like these rich, exquisite, dazzling stories of her life, of style, society and success in the 19, like 20s, 30s and 40s and beyond. And I'm a little obsessed with that time. I think while, you know, it was one of the hardest times in history because of the war, uh, it was also one of the most colourful, coolest times uh, where fashion and dress and parties and luxury and speakeasies really uh, were a really big part of their lives. So the other thing that I'm really, I'm obsessed with her and the way she tells story and I'm obsessed with, you know, her life. But the other thing I'm a little obsessed with is these sharp and important life lessons that she drops in (laughs) in this book and I have you know I'm using my Kindle now so you can like copy and highlight and share uh, like a piece of the book so I send it to one of my emails and so (laughs) I'll be reading it for a chunk of time and then I'll go into my emails and I'll have this massive list of emails from me uh, that I have taken out of the book so she yeah, she shares these very sharp but important life lessons that we can all learn from, you know, even even if we don't live in that time, you know, even if we aren't decked out in Prada or Chanel, I believe there is, you know, some really cool things uh, that we can learn from her story. And there's two that I want to talk about, uh, two quotes that I want to share with you today. And it all has to do with what we're talking about. So it all has to do with the mind or your mindset. So there is this part in the book where she says that maintenance is elegance. And I just love that. Maintenance is elegance. So I think, you know, we live in a culture or a society that gets off on (laughs) Uh, quick, quick fixes, shortcuts, we're fast paced, we're constantly changing what's next, we're searching, we're go, 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 go. And it's really hard to actually slow down and stand still amongst that. (laughs) Uh, Because that is against, it's against the culture, it's against what everyone else is doing. And this is probably one of the hardest things, Uh, you know, my women really struggle when they come into warrior school is that we slow right down and I get them to stand still. And that's really uncomfortable. It creates a lot of friction for them. 
And they probably, you know, are in that for the first few months of our work together. Because, you know, even though I didn't know this quote before, I truly believe that success or elegance, what we're going to talk about today, is in being able to slow down, tune into the body, listen, receive, understand, take your time, take the long way and be able to maintain that. So you know that a big part of my work is helping you create a successful and sustainable training practice for the rest of your life. And in order to do that, you have to maintain things. And there is such an elegance in that. So we live in this world and she is fast paced and she's constantly changing. You know, and I was thinking a lot about the fashion world when I was reading Diana's book. And, you know, back then, while I'm sure fashion changed, I feel like it was at a much slower pace than it is today. Uh, And, you know, one of her really good friends was Coco Chanel. Now, you know, I was talking to Carson last night about uh, their relationship. You know, Diana was talking in the book about going, she used to go and get fitted by Coco Chanel. And I said to Carson, you know, they just don't make people like that don't exist today and they don't make fashion like they they did back then like these labels that have been around for decades and decades you know they still exist and the the quality and the time and the slowness or what they had to do to maintain you know the standards and the qualities back then uh, I think it just really blows my mind that's just a little side note Uh, but you know it's really hard today to keep up with fashion trends they're changing all of the time or fitness trends or diet trends and then you know we really have this urge to keep moving and keep doing and keep changing a big urge like it's very very big I'm sure many of you have felt it you know you'll find something and you'll start to do it but then you'll get this urge that's like created like inside you that wants to come spilling out to change and try something new and I don't think there's any elegance in that (laughs) mostly I think that creates more confusion more frustration and more exhaustion and this is why You know, when a lot of women come to see me, they've tried that for a really long time. You know, they've tried so many different things. They've changed things. They've tried to keep up with trends. They've tried so many things on. And I've spoken about this idea or concept before, you know, which originally came from my dear warrior, Julie, around trying things on. Now, I'm all for trying things on, but the problem is, is that we won't stand still long enough in front of the damn mirror (laughs) to really see, hey, how does this fit? How does this feel? What do I think about this? Now, I'm not just talking about um, clothing. I'm not talking about just fashion. I'm talking about a habit or a behavior or a belief as well. So, you know, we can try it on. I think that's really cool. But then we need to stand still and we need to look in the mirror and we need to 
think about maintaining that for a period of time so we can learn what we need to learn and see if it actually fits us, if it truly fits us. What a lot of us do is we quickly put something on and maybe the lighting's a bit off or we're having an off day and so then we're like, oh no, I hate that and then we just rip it off and then we just go to the next thing. You know, that can be with our fashion, uh, it can be with our thoughts, our beliefs, our habits. Because when we put something new on, who said it's meant to feel comfortable? I don't know where we got that idea that when we try something new on, that it's just meant to like click and fit and feel great. I think it's actually the opposite. You know, when we're trying something new on, whether that's a piece of clothing, uh, a pair of jeans, a habit or a belief, it's going to create some friction. It's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. So let's just talk a little bit about the word elegance, I think, because, you know, when I first read it, uh, what came to mind for me was you know, the queen and tea. (laughs) I think, you know, the word elegance can turn a lot of us off because it's really, it's associated with like being a snob (laughs) or with pearls or, you know, um, crossing your legs or the English, you know, are quite, can be quite uh, elegant in the way that they hold themselves and the way that they speak. And so I think elegance runs much deeper than that, than that initial, you know, the mind will initially go to the visual often because that's easy for our minds. It gets attracted to the visual. So we have this visual of, you know, tea parties and the queen and the English and, you know, dressing in pretty frilly pink lace things, uh, saying please and thank you uh, but it's it runs deeper deeper than how you dress yes how you dress is a part of it uh, but it even runs deeper than how you show up in the world so for example you know someone could uh, carry themselves a certain way stand with a certain posture or speak a certain way and we could say that that is elegant or you know I don't know if you were when you were younger maybe your grandma or your mom you did something and they'd be like well that's not ladylike that's not elegant Uh, it runs deeper than that well what I'm talking about we're going deep remember I think it's about a state of mind it's about your mind your mindset So this brings me to another quote by Diana, another one that I'm obsessed with. The only real elegance is in the mind. If you've got that, the rest really comes from it. Mm, I love that. I love it. The only real elegance is in the mind. If you've got that, the rest really comes from it. It's all about the mind. It's all about your mindset. It's all about how, you know, it's about thinking above the line instead of below the line. It's about creating an elegant state of mind. 
So when we focus on creating an elegant mindset or an elegant mind, the rest, all of this stuff, this training stuff, this health stuff, the relationship stuff will come from it, will probably come a lot easier as well from it. So that's why in warrior school, we have key pillars. And the first pillar in warrior school is vision and a warrior mindset. So at the start of a warrior's journey, we have to do a lot of mindset work. You know, we do a lot of coaching, a lot of reframing, a lot of chucking out of like very crappy, unhelpful, unproactive language at the start. Uh, Let's just say a lot of us don't have an elegant mind. Not our fault. It's the culture and the culture's, you know, limiting narrative. But once you see that, you see the culture and you see the limiting narrative and you see all the below the line thinking, I don't think you can unsee it. And then it's really a choice of wanting to be above the line and wanting to have an elegant mind. So... An elegant mind to me is a mind that is clear and calm and confident. So it it doesn't create any drama or chaos or excess. You know, it's very sure. It gives us stability. It's very open. And when we have an elegant mind, it allows us to maintain Maintenance is elegance. But if we are thinking below the line and the mind is chaotic and we don't have enough energy, it's really hard for us to maintain. So the first piece in this is energy. (laughs) Always. We're always coming back to energy. We need energy. We've got to get energy in. We've got to nourish the body. And once we have energy, well, then we can start to learn how do we create an elegant mind. So maintaining your training, maintaining your nutrition, maintaining your sleep, maintaining a clear and calm mind are all acts of pure elegance. And yes, (laughs) They, they may seem boring. Uh, they are. They can be boring. It's like the boring fundamentals, the boring foundations. You know, no one wants to build the foundation of the house. They only want to go in and decorate it. But I think that it's the boring or the foundations that will never go out of style. And so coming back to our obsession with just trying things on, trying, 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 doing, 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 next thing, changing, changing, changing. Where you will always land, you'll always come back to it, whether that's now or in a year or in three or five. uh, I know that you're always going to come back to those foundations whether you find that yourself or you work with someone or you work with a coach or you do a program, we've got to come back to maintaining. We've got to maintain our training. We've got to maintain our nutrition. We've got to maintain our sleep. We've got to maintain a clear mind. And that is pure elegance. 
So I also believe that they'll never go out of style like a Chanel suit. <laughs> so the Chanel suit still exists. It's still, it's a classic, you know, it will always be in style. And that I believe that's the same for a proper training program, you know, strength training, uh, learning how to nourish yourself properly, sleeping enough every night, uh, working on having a clear and elegant mind. Those things ain't ever going to go out of style. They are like a Coco Chanel suit. She also had a really cool quote that I want to share with you. Simplicity is the keynote of all true elegance. And I love that <laughs> so much. Uh, so how do you have an elegant mind? How would we start to work on this? Well, like I said, we've got to fuel it. We have to nourish the body. We need energy. Yeah, if we want to create change, we've got to have energy to create that change. So the first one, number one, would be fuel it. Fuel your mind. Learn how to create a strong nutrition strategy that gives your mind and your body energy. Number two, know what's important to you right now. So what's important to you right now in your life, in this season, where you are, and why is it important? We've got to know what's important to us. If we're not clear on that, it's really hard to create a clear, confident, calm mind. Number three, play above the line. Stay in your own lane and mind your own business. <laughs> You've really got to be above the line. If you want an elegant mind, we've got to come from this place of generosity and possibility and abundance and not from this place of not enough and competition and comparison and judgment. Try and stay in your own lane. Because if you're not staying in your own lane and you're weaving all over the highway, you're creating a lot of chaos there and you're not sure where you're going and you're trying so many different things and it creates too much excess and chaos in the mind. So the consumption thing, while I'm a fan of consuming and educating ourselves, often we are not doing it with things that will truly support us where we are at right now. So find a small handful of people that you can learn from and educate yourself from. But you've also got to try that on. And you've got to learn if that works for you. Yeah, and this is the whole idea of stay in your own lane. Try it on, stay in your own lane. Does it work for you where you're at right now? Number four, schedule what matters. This is a huge one. If you want to have an elegant mind, a mind that is strong and calm and confident and connected and clear, we need to schedule what actually matters. So what matters to you? So for me, scheduling my training, scheduling walking my dog every day and being outside, time in the sunshine, scheduling time to make and prepare my food and eat my food. Scheduling time to spend time with my lover. Uh, scheduling time to have sex. You know, we need to schedule what matters to us. 
Number five, constraints on consumption, which kind of plays into number three. Yeah, if we really want to play above the line, stay in our own lane, try things on, we've got to put some constraints on what we're consuming. If we're over consuming and we don't have any constraints or any boundaries around that, it becomes, the mind becomes very confused, very overwhelmed, uh, very frustrated and exhausted. There's a lot of chaos that happens in the mind. And number six, turn your I can'ts into I'm curious. This is a, a really big one, I think. You know, this language, this, this would be a below the line thinking like I can't. I can't do that because I don't have time. I can't do that because I don't have money. I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't. I can'ts don't create an elegant mind. I'm curious creates an elegant mind. We need to start to go into more things with this curiosity. And it's a hard one because the mind is going to use past evidence based on past experience as we go into a future or current experience and we talk about this a lot in warrior school especially when it comes to our training to try and go into your training session with curiosity the mind is going to say hey you didn't sleep that well last night and training didn't go well before when you didn't sleep so it's going to be a shit session and you're not going to be able to do it and blah 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 and yes you know The mind is using past evidence that before we didn't have a great session when we didn't sleep. But how about we go into the session with curiosity? Because we don't know what's going to happen. The body is the boss and the body will tell us. So if we can enter into experiences, into relationships, into conversations, into our training with a curiosity... That helps us have an elegant mind. We're more open. There's possibility. We're more generous. Uh, it's, it helps us with clarity. Uh, we're more calm. So I would say try to turn your I can'ts into I'm curious. I'm curious to see what will happen. All right. That's it for me. I hope you have a great week. Uh, in your life and in your training. There's a lot happening uh, inside of Warrior School. We have just started week seven of our Warrior Queen Challenge, uh, which is very cool. So we're we're over halfway. Uh, I am putting final touches and preparation on the logistics side of the Australian tour. And then I get to do the really cool, fun thing, which is actually planning the day, like planning the experience for my warriors, which is going to be very fun. Uh, We are four weeks away, just under four weeks away from the photo shoot. So I'm getting really serious about my training uh, and I am finalizing what that experience will be like on the day uh yeah a lot of cool stuff okay warrior woman have a great week uh a great week in training and remember elegant mind maintenance is elegance so whatever you're working on this week just try and maintain it and that is elegance 
Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.